0: So, I was at the Polaris Mall today, and I had the most stressful idea imaginable. What's that? A COVID drive through mall. Just imagine, like, eight lanes. <laughs> you got to, like, drive into Justice or Brookstone. <laughs> <clears throat> come on! You're
1: hogging the left lane!
0: <laughs> or they all come to, like, a parking lot, and you order online, and, like, little bus boys run out, all the stuff from all uh, the stores. Is a like...
1: different shopper? For every store that comes out to your car, or does one guy like get one parking spot's order and then run in and get it all for him? Yeah, I imagine one guy runs in, <laughs> so he's just running around, the yeah. store, running into other busboys. Oh, whoa, whoa. Whoa, hey! Well, I think <laughs> was... Hey, I'm walking
2: here. Socially distanced, of course. I think it would be like we're, we're Sons, though. They'd, we're responsible. They'd be on roller skates and they would be able to skirt around. So your Brooks Brothers homie would just uh... like post up in, in his like three thousand dollar Armani suit and his sick blades. <laughs>
1: Do you I think didn't... that they have enough people that already know automatically how to roller skate that that wouldn't be an issue, or there'd be a big training? No, there
2: would definitely be a training on uh, it. There'd be a safety precaution training.
0: I never understood why they made the Swensons people run. It's just so I don't oh, say sh- embarrassing, but I not remember? becoming. Of Who a – use
2: uses skates. Is A-M-W? it? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it uh, I solid? think. I
0: think it's. I think. You know,
2: the, I think you're thinking of the restaurant in *Pulp Fiction*. Are you sure that no one uses <laughs> skates? I there guess Swenson's people that do. I could have sworn in some like Sonic. I has haven't a skate seen really.
1: Swenson's use skates, but I'm pretty sure other places
2: do. Well, they should use skates. Well, welcome back to
0: Bathtub Full of Questions. We are live, and today's topic is. A... Everything Game of Thrones.
1: Woo-woo! The Way Too Late Game of Thrones episode. It's been over a year.
0: <laughs> the Nine Months Too Late episode. And I would like to welcome. Another very special guest, friend of the podcast, Resident Game of Thrones specialist, and my next door neighbor, Ow.
2: Jonathan Grubbs. Hey, it's good to be here, man. Hey, hey, thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. How does it feel to be live on air for the first time? Feels good. <laughs> <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> I
1: think that's it. it? Doesn't mean uh, anything feel, to you. You don't feel warm warm and fuzzy inside. Maybe like you could just snuggle up with a warm cup of cocoa.
2: This feels good.
0: Cool. Well, we are so glad (laughs) to have you. (laughs) We are glad to have you, and we are super excited for today's topic. Mm. So, without further ado, let's dive right in. I am super excited about today's topic, Game of Thrones. We're going to be talking about um, our favorite parts of the show, why we fell in love with it, favorite characters and scenes, Um, and then the second half, we're going to be talking about problems we had with the show, particularly season eight, and maybe a little revisionist history, maybe how it should have ended i don't know
1: yeah andrew actually freshman year you're the guy who introduced me to game of thrones and we would have game of thrones thursdays every thursday freshman year so we could all catch up on the tv show
0: and that was when our ra would come in and 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 write us up for noise complaints when we when when we cheered for the daenerys dragon scenes (laughs) and that was the only part of his job he actually did was (laughs) sit around and wait for us to scream loudly for an endearing tv show Gosh, our eyes are big. Government. Shout out to Anthony Celliscar. Shout out, big <laughs> brother. No doubt. Do you remember when um season eight was coming out and we did the like uh fantasy football draft of like who's gonna die and who's gonna? <laughs> I, didn't, live. I, didn't I didn't do win. well.
2: I didn't do well at all. Didn't you win?
0: No, I didn't win. I think it was like Jack Humphrey won or something. Oh, <laughs>
2: yeah. that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I don't. I um, cause I think I think what killed me is. Melisandre, I guess that Melisandre would turn into a white, and that was wrong, and I think mm. I thought way more people were, I think everyone thought way more people were gonna die.
2: Yeah. No, which, I definitely thought all, everyone was gonna die.
0: Which, we'll get into that later. I don't know, I, I, when I'm thinking about I guess why I fell in love with the show, I remember, um, I, I decided actually, to, since I most of the time just watched the movie, like Harry Potter, and then read the books, with Game of Thrones, I sort of came across it halfway through high school, I think it was junior year, summer, and I was like, I heard the show's popular, but I want to actually try reading the books first. So I read the first five books through freshman year of college. Jeez. Um, which they're really good. I love this. I think I read Storm of Swords, the third book that covers seasons three and four. I read it over the course of a week, like 500 pages, mostly in Europe on trains. It was so good. You're so cultured.
2: I so, love that about you.
0: I was on a train on my way to Salzburg. <laughs> <laughs> I was having a conference I was having a cultural yeah. uh, n- intelligence conference. You know, it's funny.
2: I, I actually stumbled on Game of Thrones, just randomly looked up just like some free episodes online as you do and do not pay for things. Like Put Locker? Yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. And uh, I I just ended up binging it all in maybe like a couple weeks. And then Ooh. I happened to be going on vacation. <laughs> Check this. It was one through six at the time. So I went one through six in maybe two weeks. And then my family was going on vacation to Ocean City, New Jersey. Shout out Ocean City. Ocean Woo-hoo! City family. Yeah, Ocean what do you City do as family? a family Manco. in Ocean City? You go City. to the beach and there's like this cool pizza place called Mac and Manko's. Well, it's actually called Manko and Manco now because Mac died. And oh. then uh, another Manko stepped in. <laughs> what? I don't think, think is- they're related. He was, he was the next guy up. <laughs> he was just like, I don't know, next guy up. And so so now it's Manko and Manco. It's great pizza, but I digress. Um we're yeah, all so about digression I, here. All about digression. That's the whole point of this show. And so basically what happened was season seven came out, like the first episode came out on that vacation. And I had no, no idea this was happening. So I, I just binged all of it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, the next episode comes out in like four days. <laughs> and so I, and but but the it was just this whole thing because the hotel's the hotel's wi-fi was spotty you know you know how it'd be you yeah know, jersey like, city Wi-Fi, they don't have yeah. no r8000s in there you know no 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 night hawks no neck your night to get us wi-fi Those all just went over my head yeah, i know <laughs> it's just it's, it's a router anyways uh so i i had to sit outside on the pier like with my ipad like hot spotted or whatever because the only place i could get reception <laughs> like Watching, boardwalk empire just literally just like sitting on the boardwalk and people are walking by probably just judging the crap out of me but uh, but I obtained I obtained the gold that day, the the season seven gold. Speak while we're on topics of strange view, strange viewing circumstances of Game of
0: Thrones. I um was in China during the second half of season eight, so I watched the series finale in my hotel room at three in the afternoon by myself <laughs> in in and the Yunnan province of China.
1: Yeah, I was in uh, for season eight. I was in Sydney, Australia, and I was sitting in. Um, the one place in our apartment that got good Wi-Fi, and I was on a VPN on my phone. Uh. <laughs> That's the only place I could get it. I Express was in a VPN.
2: cabin in Arkansas, actually, when the finale came out. So was just hilarious. <laughs> I was in the Ozarks.
0: And the thing that sucks is I feel like it would been it made it worse to watch it alone because yeah. I had no one to bounce my reactions. I also off watched it, it. Alone.
2: What the? Oh, huh? Brand?
0: <laughs> Seriously? I don't know. So I I think what so as tj said we started watching it we had a game of thrones thursday on um our dorm floor and i think what i fell in love with this is kind of touched on the books but especially with the tv show is is just the subversion of expectation that sort of happens you know like the classic examples of like the red wedding where i think me i grew up loving J.R. tolkien and lord of the rings but i think The problem with those, as much as I love them for what they are, is that you know, you never, you know, Aragorn's not going to get sniped in the head and die, or like, you know, there's a certain safety there. You
1: follow along that, like, token, the main characters are gonna live a happy life at the end,
0: yeah, exactly. Whereas Game of Thrones was so intelligent in that it set the precedent very early on with the death of Ned Stark that anyone can die, and I think that's what made it so compelling is because it sort of flips these fantasy tropes on their head. Mm-hmm. alongside with very interesting characters. And mm-hmm. and I think another cool thing we can talk about it is like the fact that there's no good or bad characters that they sort of portray human beings realistically. Like Jamie Lannister is a great example of like at very, at the very first season, he is the worst. He like Prince charming thinks he's better than everyone else. M- child murderer kills his cousin, does all these awful things. Bang's and then bang, yeah <laughs> but they make you love him by the end of season seven and i, I think that's just so cool because it shows
1: it shows how dynamic people can be and characters can be compared to i don't know previous fantasy genres where there's the big bad evil villain yeah
0: like the sauron or the yeah. for, the unnamed evil or the great evil yeah where
1: mm-hmm. the the villains never really get any character development where here there's they're semi-villains, but they're also, like, you can relate to their motives. Like, Cersei, like, her oh, yeah. children, like, her family is super important to her. So she wants mm-hmm. to protect that at all costs. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think the only one-dimensional character was Joffrey.
2: Yeah, yeah. he was pretty
1: straightforward. Pretty much sucked. just Yeah,
2: pretty much yeah. just cruel.
0: What's the, what's the designation in d Chaotic evil? Chaotic evil. Yeah, he was chaotic evil. Yeah, basically. But even, like, the most unlikable characters, like, Stannis Baratheon, they had realistic mm-hmm. motivations. Oh, definitely. Like the chip on his shoulder with his with his brother robert and everything mm-hmm. like they were all realistic human beings.
2: Yeah, I think it's like really interesting too uh how there isn't ever except for for Jon Snow, you know, there's like no clear I feel like like main main characters like we talked about there's a lot of different sides all kind of pulling especially in season 2. Um when you have like everyone trying to be everyone trying to claim the throne. Yeah. Um, it's like there's literally so many fronts that that the show is going on so it's like you don't really feel like, there's this overwhelming positive main character, uh, you know, other than John, who goes through his own circumstances. And maybe and, Rob in the beginning, and, probably. And maybe Rob in the beginning, yeah, um, or, or Ned Stark in the beginning. Um, but, like, there's just so many angles that, it, that it's pulling that it just – and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I feel like that's where they went wrong, is that, like, they just couldn't carry out what they had built. And I think that that led to a lot of misplaced expectations.
0: Yeah, and, and I think to, like, further your point, like, it was interesting because it would be easy to just root against the Lannisters, but they're like, oh wait, Tyrion's with the Lannisters, and I like Tyrion. Yeah. And then like, there's Robb Stark, but he's got Roose Bolton and some messed up guys with him, and and like you know you maybe like Renly, that's a really big throwback, but like yeah. or Stannis and Sir Davos, you know, as much as you might mm-hmm. not like Stannis, or Melisandre, Sir yeah, Davos right. is with them, and it's just it's a realistic, it's just a realistic depiction. I think um uh, I think it's Sir Jorah Mormont said they're good on they're good on either side of every war and the history of Westeros, like this idea that um, human beings aren't black and white, like good or evil. I mean, and and another thing, like the crazy thing is like they set up Ned as the main character and just killed him off. Just killed him right off. That was like the biggest, that was, I think that's what made the show internationally recognized is Mm, definitely the Ned Stark subversion. Cause season one is pretty solid, but I think after Ned's death, the show really kicks off. Which ripped my boy Ned? Oh my goodness, I can. Get hey, but into that. you
1: have a uh, you have your own Ned now.
0: That's right. I just got a. I got a pet axolotl, which for those of you who don't know what that is, that is a fully aquatic um, amphibian. It's oh. like a salamander with the frills, oh. um, and I named him Ned Stark after my favorite Game of Thrones character. Wow, which is probably a good segue into our favorite characters. I gotta go first pick. Well, we're not doing picks; just a general conversation. I gotta go Ned Stark, just because I think.
1: He's He's, probably the most honorable character like that sticks to mm -hmm. that his entire character trope.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, he he cares about his family, he doesn't care about power. Uh, Yeah, you know, he embodies the northern values of sternness, but also like the tightness of family. You know, all these really, really good things. He he is was in wars, but could have could have been the king of Westeros, but let let it go and let Robert be king i think what's also cool about ned is that you kind of just as the show goes on you you like him more and more because i think the whole series is haunted by ned's memory of like i think he's meant him and robert are mentioned probably every other episode Mm -hmm. and i think when you figure out like how he besmirched his own honor to protect john and how much he loved his sister liana and hid Mm -hmm. all that i think it made him a way more likable character so he Mm -hmm. he's definitely my probably my favorite character and probably one of the better written characters in sh-
2: fantasy i've seen do we want to talk about the pronunciation of his actor name is it sean bean is sean Bon? sean bon or is it sean seen Bean?
0: scene bean, seen bean? Seen
2: bean. <laughs> <laughs> gets we killed in
0: every movie he's also in
2: lord of the rings and oh, game yeah. of thrones like yeah, what an og and definitely dies in both He <laughs> pretty early which on. <laughs> one
0: was worse getting beheaded in front of his daughters well, or getting instant. loaded full of arrows. Are, are
2: we talking about third person or first person? Is This from, which is worse from his perspective or our perspective,
0: our
1: perspective.
2: Oh, our perspective. Well,
1: I think I cared more when Ned Stark died than yeah. evil. Well,
2: was was like it was like really cool. Cause yep. he's like saving Frodo and <laughs> Sam. And it was like a whole thing. Salmon, <laughs> yeah.
0: Which fun fact about the books he gets loaded full of arrows in the first book of Lord of the Rings, and then he dies in the beginning of the second book.
2: Oh,
1: no.
0: <laughs> so that really, I stretched out his Unreal. death out probably three years Shame between you, writing Peter the Jackson. book. <laughs> yeah.
1: The even stretched out version of his death. In the yeah, world. exactly. But it it's like <laughs> slow motion.
0: Like,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, he's, he's, I think he's the goat.
2: Cool well so anyway anyways. i was having, <laughs> so i figured anyway, that not. was a natural transition does anyone um okay so i think that for me tyrion has gotta be gotta be the dude he's gotta be george r martin's favorite character he, said. he he's gotta be my favorite character and like i think i think maybe uh like you pointed out with jamie him and jamie go on pretty i don't wanna say similar but like similar looking arcs of like they both suck and then they don't suck as much later on and i think that like uh i i may, maybe it's just because Tyrion in season one was just kind of like a dude who just like drank a ton and just like kind of a the, jordan kind of yeah he yeah. just like went <laughs> to the brothel and like it was it was cool and everything but like uh and like season two he gets like a scar on his face and like, that's he, pretty cool like i mean and i'll just put it out there leads I mean, like, man into war like during the battle of water yeah it's like he and then and then you know you see towards the towards uh the middle like you see his like fierce loyalty and like him like stand up for and like murder his freaking family that was insane and like stand up for like what's like right or something like that whatever that means i I don't know justice sure whatever that means because that's all subjective but like (laughs) um and then like at the end you like fiercely loyal to to danny and that kind of had its own thing that was misplaced but it was like made for really interesting like character development and his beard was so sick like it got so dark towards the end like his hair was luscious during the whole thing but like at the end it was just so glorious and he's like a character who could think his way out of situations uh, a lot of different yeah, problems, yeah. And one of one of his quotes was that uh, he likes to drink and know things it's just what he does. Every
1: time I see somebody with that shirt on campus, I want to be able to pull in Smirnoff Ice out of my bag, make him chug it, and then ask him a random question. Who's the like, 17th What's president? What's the capital of Vermont? <laughs> That's right, uh, Mont- so, Montpelier. <laughs> yes. So every time that I see that, I wish that I had like a six pack of Smirnoff Ice in my backpack. Maybe I'll start carrying those around.
2: Yeah, I, um, <laughs> I can think of one way that could go wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was um, there's another quote. I think it's season one when he's going up to the wall with John, and he said, um, "A mind needs." A a mine needs books like a sword needs a whetstone and i saw that at like a kid's library and i'm like wow. i get the heart behind it but like that's a pretty violent tv show to be like, <laughs> to be, like promoting <laughs> yeah <children's> promoting
1: books <laughs> i don't
0: know it's kind of cool I, I agree like Tyrion is really endearing i think he just starts being dumb near the end of the show and we can like talk about that yeah. later but he's a guy who could think his way out of situations was likable and he, he also brought humanity to the lannisters
2: yeah no no doubt
0: His brother Jamie is definitely another fan favorite. Like I really loved him. His like quest for honor, you know, and the sort of
1: like Yeah. Like his I feel like they both went kind of on like a quest for honor because Tyrion never felt respected by any of his family. And he was kind of on his own quest to be honored or honored slash respected for actually what he was
0: yeah and 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 the whole like uh jamie lannister he's the kingslayer that that really great scene with mm-hmm. brienne at um i think it's Heron hall when he's in the bat, hot bath and he's talking about killing the mad king and you and then sort then of see start it. making out yeah yeah that's the one um but yeah he he like tells talks about wanting to save innocent lives but he carries this the weight of this this nickname um honestly i think I think rewatching it. So I took a Game of Thrones class for a house state shout out. Elizabeth Ranker. Professor Elizabeth Ranker. Great. Probably the best class I've taken in college so far. Wow. Um and it was weird. Her favorite character was um her favorite character was um Theon Greyjoy,
1: which Ooh. I was like,
0: "Whoa, a hot take." Because I think when I watched it the first time, I'm like, "I right, screw this guy." Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Theon to reek to ugh, <laughs> hate him. <Jeez.
0: laughs> but I think something I noticed is watching the second time. I liked. I saw Theon more as a tortured character, mm-hmm. you know, sort of disowned by his father Balon. Is torn between the his identity as a Stark and the family who actually loved him, but who he actually is is an Iron Islander. You know, I, I thought that was a very interesting dynamic. And honestly, it made me like. I think watching the first two seasons again, it made me like Theon Greyjoy more and like Rob less, because I think Rob is sort of portrayed as this like virtuous character, and he's great. Um but you kind of see his stupidity and his arrogance in some regards um, as likable of a character as he is. And even the ways he kind of puts down Theon
1: um, and makes him feel like an outsider. Yeah. It makes him feel like, even though he was raised b- pretty much as his brother, makes him feel a little bit still like that. You're not actually wanted here. Kind of.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, same with Jon Snow. I, I go back and John forth Snow. with Jon Snow. What's the movie? King of the North. So this <laughs> is the King of the North. His name's is Jon Snow. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't
1: she's all queen.
0: <laughs> that was pretty much all of John's lines in season yeah, eight, right yeah. there. Um I don't know. I guess John I think I like John's story more than John's character. You know, he's kind of he's like a less interesting version of Ned Stark where he's like a little more intelligent about his honor, but he kind of just says the same things and is still yeah. like a like a virtuous character. I think
1: that's why a lot of people start like really like John Snows because if you really like Ned Stark, he's just basically continued on through john snow the spiritual successor like yeah. the man
0: in honor a man of honor in a corrupt world yeah i can see that i mean and, and sir davos is great you can't complain about and, him and jorah and jorah yeah I, I i like jorah more the second time too
1: yeah he did seem a little bit uh simpy for <laughs> no, definitely simp-
2: dude okay there is something to be said about how many events transpire just because someone is trying to sleep with another person or like marriage is being pursued or something like that. It's like unreal. The death of the whole Stark family yeah, pretty much like yeah.
0: Rob's mistake in marrying Talisa. Yeah, okay, just because she's like, a
2: nurse and is pretty. Yeah, they're like amputating a foot together and he's yeah, just he's like, like, oh, hello, so is that nurse <laughs> well, yeah. heart eye, Like comical heart eyes. And then he's just like, "Here, my my cousin or whatever will marry this chick instead." And yeah. it's like, "Supposed to be of fun." The, not today.
1: speaking of that. One of the people Everybody? that was one of my favorite characters because she was pretty far removed from that kind of trope of the show, except for when they that whole thing that happened like in that thirty seconds in season eight. But Arya Stark, mm. like she was, her mission was very much focused on just like herself, her own journey um it was very far removed from that like the the marriage the trying to sleep with somebody else political kind of intrigue yeah of
2: until the end when, until the very end when, when she went. did sleep with
0: someone else <laughs> which I, made it yeah i don't know i really loved Arya probably up till season six and then after she like didn't like she went to the house of what's it called the the house of a thousand or the yeah, the faceless man yeah and then like doesn't get trained at all she just learns how to like cremate bodies and mm-hmm. then is like an, an, an expert assassin who can survive stomach wounds and after that she's kind of just like is like this perfect character who like can kind of like do anything do and like yeah wants. do whatever yeah. she wants no yeah. fear anymore you know mm-hmm. and like when i miss the like
1: her, like you miss the wait, actually you continue
0: yeah no, i just yeah. missed the like season two aria where she was like feisty um but still was imperfect and making mistakes like when she was yeah,
1: and still had fears that she had to like Yeah, because she's a human
0: being, you know, and she's like she's looking forward to fighting the army of the dead or something. And I'm like, okay,
1: that might be part of the like the thing, though, like when she became well, she didn't actually like become one of the faceless men or whatever, because I think she like stepped away from that. But she learned all their stuff. But still, some of that came where it's like then she ends up being removed from that set of fear. But then it also makes her like less of a dynamic character.
0: Yeah. And I, I yeah, I don't know. It's. I also loved when she was like serving Tywin at Harrenhal, Um, when he was like, and they had like those interesting conversations. That was one of my probably favorite mm-hmm. parts of season two. Honestly, going through top moments, top three battles. I got to go. I really love battle of the Blackwater. Cause it was like a little bit lower of a budget. And, mm-hmm. and you, there was like, you felt like there were a lot of stakes with that battle. It's three not times. like a season seven, like yeah. all of them on that ice lake. No one dies. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, well, Stannis could win, that's realistic, but the Lannisters could win, that's realistic and it has like has huge impact on a lot of the characters that you love. Um affects Robb Stark. I also loved Hard Home. The um the scene that where stance. the Wildling village where the uh, army of the dead attacked. Oh yes. Oh, yeah. Yes.
2: That's where I feel like the army of the dead became like a really like a really big deal. It was like was hard home. Oh yeah. Cuz they like kill a bunch of people and then they all come back to life and then Jon mm. just like dips the f out of He's there. He's like time. <laughs>
1: Piece of note.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and then there's that c- there's that really ominous scene where um, the Night King lifts up his arms and yeah, all the people <laughs> rise just, like, up. Stare the at the whole village. Really, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It just that's where like the true power of them was really introduced, and it's like people who once fought alongside you are now your enemy.
0: And there's that scene where John uses a valerian steel sword and like clacks clangs against the the ice spear, and is like, <laughs> and then the. The White Walker's He's like,
1: oh, like, huh? <laughs> and he
0: like falls into a bunch of ice cubes. That was, yeah, that was really set the fear of the White Walkers. I felt like, especially like when the dogs are barking and you like know something's up and there's this mist
2: that comes yeah. over them. Speaking of, of battling White Walkers, there's that one moment when when Sam Tarly uh, battled that one White Walker back. Uh, it must have been around this time. Sam. And it was like just funny because he like uh, is like, oh let me stab him with all these things wait nothing's working oh wait there's this bag of dragon glass i might as well use these daggers (laughs) yeah who would think of that in (laughs) the moment i don't know it's just like oh that was so coincidental now we know all this information about how the white walkers will be defeated and like
0: also there was just like one stray white walker it wasn't even a white it was a white walker who like and checked out like this this like family of wildlings like this one girl and her baby and some fat guy. Oh, uh, it's
2: because they're like attracted to baby or something like that, right? Oh, was that know, it? So oh, okay. They can smell like, baby. They, they can smell
1: baby. Yeah. Can turn them into the walkers. Yeah.
2: Them. Dude, another
0: one. You can't you can't go without mentioning Watchers on the Wall, the giant oh, ice scythe that, was,
2: that go and the mammoths that get blown
1: up. Great. <laughs> yes.
2: <though>. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's crazy too, cause like, um, that one battle where, uh. Shoot, what is, what's John's love interest? The wild moon egret. Yeah, when egret dies, because she we just, like, gets pooched by, head. like, another. Like another Ollie? What? Yeah, Ollie. Ollie. That little kid yeah. just is, like, Ugh, He, like, Ollie. shoots her and he, like, gives, like, a nod or something no! like that. And then John
1: looks over at him like, you. Of it. yeah it's just like
2: come on we should have stayed in that cave like, dang, there's that. we should have stayed in that John like Snow. that jacuzzi that we found <laughs> in nothing the rocks and then made love. I'm a
0: free woman John Snow I don't kneel to no crows you know nothing Jon Snow
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> man I, I think that was probably the best my favorite romance in the whole show was Jon Snow you
2: Really, they you was... didn't like Jon Snow and, and Daenerys, really.
0: Real what, what about that? <laughs> <not> like... <laughs> oh, no, Jon they Snow,
1: they're married in real That's life, right. and they're expecting their first child. Really?
0: Yeah.
2: Hey, hey, congrats to them. Congrats to them.
0: Apparently, her uh, family has a lot of money. They got married in their private castle or something.
2: Oh, you <laughs> oh, <she> got, <laughs> got that role. old
0: imperial money. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think so. the
2: that, yeah. that, uh, Wildling money, no doubt.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, 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 we haven't really talked much about Daenerys. I, I, I really. I would say Daenerys is one of my favorite characters up till season seven. Yeah,
1: I'd agree. Mm-hmm. I, like, I she was really just so too.
0: B.A., you know? like Absolutely. She was, like, feisty, but she was, like,
1: merciful, you know, and, like, yeah. fought slavery
0: in Slaver's and Bay. Even,
1: and even though she was kind of, like, sold in, like, as, like, a slave wife, sort of, to Khal Drogo, who was one of my favorite characters. He's dope. <laughs> He's dope. <laughs> but, um, but she was She's able cool. to really... Influence him and change the Dothraki, so you could s- see her leadership potential all the way from season one.
0: She is. just like built an army. Like, there's a line Tyrion says like she quickly acquired like an army, lands and all these things in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Who was like sold off to a horse lord at the far end of the world? Yeah,
2: you know, when oh. she like pooches those uh the unsolid like masters. Mm-hmm. Oh, or, oh like, yeah, I feel like that was like the first thing <laughs> I was just like, holy crap! Like this girl's about to like go up on this ma, you know and and then it was just it's unfortunate that like you're totally right past season six there was just way too much yeah, character development that they like needed to put into like for the ending to make sense so i understand but yeah they had a
0: point they wanted to get yeah. to and they're like okay rush yeah. rush 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 yeah, six sure.
2: episodes rush 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 i mean yeah. so realistically they probably did the best they could like yeah, with but i guess we can talk time.
1: about comparisons after the mid-show break <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to our mid-show segment. We have moved outside the studio for this week's special edition of What's in This Fridge?
0: Ow! We are live on location. We have left the studio. That's right. I'm ready. I'm eating, I'm eating the thing out of the fridge this week. Should yep. we open it up?
2: Yeah. Let's find, Let's find out. out. Whoa. Whoa. There seems to be no light in this fridge.
1: It's going to be really hard to determine what Andrew eats okay. in this there fridge.
2: There seems to be some moldy
1: strawberries now. Oh, let's ooh, just nice. say uh, not that. Mm, I want to survive.
2: All right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna see say... some moldy cheese over here.
0: A lot of mold. Man, mo- mold is a trend in this. What fridge. kind of
1: fridges? It's a good thing this is none of our fridges. It's an off site location. Yeah, because it's
0: not one of our fridges, right?
1: Um, I see a big thing of minced garlic. How about a spoonful of that, eh? Oh, <laughs> we're gonna get his genuine reaction on a spoonful of minced garlic. Here we go. Right, oh, it's let's frozen give some and
2: old. All right, here we go. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Oh! Oh! And it's expired. Oh, it's so sour. <laughs> oh, that's bad garlic. Oh, I can smell it.
0: Jesse, why does that garlic taste so bad? I mean, not Jesse. We're, up. We're not in the studio. <laughs> oh, my God. That tastes terrible.
1: Well, you heard it here, folks. That is bad garlic, How my friends. Jesse? I
0: don't think that's ever had a worse aftertaste. Rank it on a scale of,
2: of zero to ten. That's a negative four. <laughs>
0: I'm not just overreacting because we're live. It really is disgusting. Would you put like it on bitter? anything?
1: Oh, can I can smell it. You're gonna have to brush your teeth.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna. I would put it on a, an enemy sandwich or a Ooh. death sandwich, maybe. Oh, do you think the Grinch would eat that garlic? I probably, probably Boris Karloff sang about that song in the 1963 <laughs> Grinch TV special.
1: <laughs> we're gonna have to end this segment pretty soon because right. I cannot smell your breath anymore. I
0: gotta admit, this is probably our best, one of our best ideas so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it from here. Alrighty, well, uh, everybody, we're gonna dive back into Game of Thrones, and thank you for listening to What's in This Fridge? What's in This Fridge?
0: Okay, before we get into the next segment, I think we have to do a little ad reading, Mr. TJ Gamrat. So, can you hit us with that, please?
1: Yeah. So today's episode is sponsored by Famous Dave's. Famous Dave's—they got some rock and barbecue. If you haven't been to Famous Dave's, you got to get on down there. They totally support us. We're actually eating. Uh, famous Dave's ribs as we record this episode because they're such a big sponsor. Yeah. What do you still do? That barbecue sauce mm-hmm. on you. What are you still doing listening to this episode? Go get yourself some famous Dave's. Go to Dave's. Come on, <laughs> get some famous Dave's and then listen to the second half. Please use Jeez. promo
2: code TJ and you can get 50% off your next purchase. Promo code TJ
0: pro- and then t- promo code TJ uh hyphen bathtub.
2: Yeah, we just hyphen, changed hyphen it. grubs
1: hyphen <laughs> Mearson
0: for a 90% off.
2: $3.99, baby.
0: Three ninety nine, and that is a great segue into the less fun part of this conversation: the ways that this show hurt us like a bad girlfriend, the ways that season eight just or season egg <laughs> dropped the ball. Gosh, I don't even know where to begin. Just all of the crushed potential and all, all of the, the
1: dreams and hopes of what you thought characters were maybe going to do or the development that you were seeing that they could have had in like three different directions you didn't care which way it went but it was just kind of they there was nothing there it was just like they rushed Mm -hmm. to this end point for these characters without showing you how they got there
2: yeah it was like we were all in a room and there was like a lot of fun and then season eight opened the door and just sucked all the fun <laughs> all right, of out of it. It's
1: kind of like, kinda like um, we thought we'd come back to campus and have some fun parties with our friends, but then they started driving around suspending people.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, it was just, I think, did our doorbell just think Nobody uses the doorbell. <laughs> anyway, I think. It must be famous days. <laughs> yeah. ribs. Oh, that was our second round of ribs, I think. I don't know. I think something that was really hard with season eight is that, like you said, For whatever reason, the most complex part of of any story is the ending. Um, And when you have one of the largest stories ever told on television, why would you want to do the least amount of episodes? Like they clearly, Dan and Dan or whatever their names are, Mm. clearly wanted to move on to Star Wars, whatever the project that that, that they lost (laughs) because they crashed the plane. And I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's just tough because, I, for this episode, we researched a lot of alternative endings, and they're all so much better than the one that we got. And I think, I think the big thing that really sucked about season eight was just the death of characters. I think characters stopped acting like realistic human beings and just became a set of motivations and and mm, to get yeah, to definitely. the end point of where their character, like Sansa, Arya, Jon Snow, Daenerys, like all those characters lost their like witty dialogue, which was the most compelling part of the show, and just became a set of motivations Mm -hmm, and a set of, I got to get to this point for the story to end.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It became definitely more objective, like base, like bullet points. I got to hit this plot, got to hit this plot point and execute it via like some brief dialogue or something like that. And, um, I thought it was like, like to, to go, even further too it's just like yeah characters stop dying too like they're just yeah, putting yeah. way too many situations where it's like how did you like the legolas effect yeah just mm-hmm. like when uh when jorah mormont is like the only one to come back from like the initial wow. like season three like initial battle it's like crazy that our only like surviving person was like the somewhat important character you know
0: yeah, yeah and how there was that like I mentioned it earlier there was that battle on the ice and a lot of the problems started in season seven i think when the creators ran out of like books to adapt yeah um yeah when they're like on that ice battle and it's like there's it's like the stupid plan to capture one of the soldiers in the night king's army and they like send all of our favorite characters conveniently beyond the wall yeah, and, like v like, yeah. formation too, yeah like it, it was so epic Um what gendry yeah. and john and and they and they like are all fighting the giant, the army of the dead on the ice and Gendry runs to the wall to send a Raven to Dragonstone on the other side of the continent for Daenerys to fly her dragons and destroy the night army and then rescue all of our favorite characters. Like as
1: realistically, that does, does not happen. There's no time for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, cause these characters are too important. They're too fan. These characters are fan favorites. Now everyone loves Tormund. So even though he's getting pulled under the ice by six, Ice, like, Whites. We gotta pull them out, because they love them too much, you know? It's like, it became fans, gratuitous fan service. At the expense of the way that the drama and the series subverted expectations of anyone can die. Of like, okay, John's not gonna die, even though he's like, run. he doesn't get on the dragon for some reason, and like, continues to fight more skeleton monsters. You know, nobody dies in the long night either. Mm -hmm. I was also really mad that Arya...
1: Yeah, nobody dying in the long night, they just... They hype that up so much. It's like, this is going to be the battle. It's humans versus the undead. Yeah. And then they meet, and no, nobody important really dies. Theon, so Theon, Theon and
0: Jorah, who are like the most expendable, their stories could have ended there. And I think what's tough about that is that was supposed to be the first thing we see in the whole show is the White Walkers. That was like the, yeah. ultimate, the ultimate threat of the entire series. And they killed him off before the... Halfway point, or like right after the halfway point of the season, and yeah. it's Arya Stark who that was another thing where they started subverting expectations just to subvert expectations for this shock value. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, John doesn't kill the Night King because that's oh. what we built up to be. Arya runs
1: from the middle of nowhere, from nowhere, just, just yeah, the mist,
2: that. Ooh,
0: and stops using her faceless men powers. Yeah, and then like also, like, um, Ray gets sniped out of the air just because we weren't expecting it. Oh my gosh. Because the Iron Flit was just hiding behind a rock. (laughs) That was so goofy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's also so dumb, too. How Theon dies. Because Bran is just chilling in his chair. He doesn't say anything and he says like, you're a good man Theon. oh he said, yeah but he could have been like hey if you wait like mm, i don't know like 30 <laughs> seconds like this dude's gonna I, die because I, I can tell the future like and he knew oh he all the, he
0: was sacrificing all his people so he could be king
2: and just talking yeah. about blown expectations too or sorry blown uh expectation or like use of power like brent oh, could yeah. have totally just used his powers uh-huh. anytime he knows
0: everything the history of everything about the history of the entire world can turn into like warg into different creatures yeah like uses I, none of them so if he wargs into ravens just to see that the night king is coming which they already knew yeah.
1: yeah he just like sits there under his tree in his wheelchair and just says all right things are just gonna happen around me when i could totally stop them and i know exactly what's mm-hmm. gonna happen it's some serious like time stone
2: stuff like from avengers where it's like pretty much every problem <laughs> in avengers can just be changed <laughs> the- by like going back in time and fixing it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's when that's when like time like at least they didn't like obviously didn't use time travel, but he did sort of to like discover things. Yeah. Which time travel, you know, kind as a whole a ends up being sex just machina. kind of uh yeah.
2: I will say like not to not to bring up a positive point in the in our Ew. so fiercely Ew. negative <clears throat> section. <clears throat> but uh I think I absolutely loved the ways that uh that brand Using the the like going back in time stuff like affected like Hodor and like oh yeah that he was, was like what made a good he was connection. like what made the Mad King mad right it was not that the whole thing is that like that was a fan theory I think well I'm I, I'm pretty sure it's because he like there was some sort of connection with him like saying things to him huh. through like he heard Wesley. I, I wish I had the prepared for that here. more but I'm like almost <laughs> certain that it was like because of their time their time messing that that's a made of that mad, Cause he was hearing
1: whispers oh, and, and stuff like that. And he
2: was hearing thing. like people that were, oh, I don't okay. know if it was a three eyed Raven or what it was, but I can't remember now. I wish I'd looked that up, but I'm almost certain that there was a very strong connection there. So I think that that was like really interesting.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. I think another thing I was frustrating as a viewer is I would say from a cinematic cinematic or cinematog- cine- cinematographic 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 cinematic perspective like season eight was the best season they ever put out like visually like budget wise stunts like Mm. these huge set pieces these awesome scenes which were great Mm -hmm. yeah and they could do
1: that because they had built up over the past like decade of of episodes and seasons like that they were super popular so they could afford that much stuff Mm. but they they ruined it with the storyline
0: but like the most important part of the story was the compelling dialogue and now we have lifeless characters who Mm. we don't even recognize anymore of like Mm-hmm. Arya acting weird, Sansa acting weird, John, all of these like, yeah. and like the whole like rushed Daenerys thing of like,
1: yeah, like they because they wanted to they gotta make like, her the Mad Queen. Yeah, that's like the whole thing they wanted to make her the Mad Queen, but they never showed really that much progression from mm-hmm. her being so powerful in fighting for justice on behalf of like slavery, everything mm-hmm. like that, caring about the, peop- the, caring like, about the, the- people, the like people. And they just like rushed her into this mad queen version. Of, in two episodes, yeah, like yeah. you didn't see that happen mm-hmm. at all.
0: It was quicker than Anakin becoming Darth Vader.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like too, You saw that, like, yeah,
2: when she like kills Varys or whatever. Yeah, just, like, it burns him it, alive. Like, burns him alive, and like, like does these sort of things. It's like, which Varys was dumb because like, he approached John in like the view of Daenerys
0: and said, "You should be king." Basically, yeah. it was like, "What, dude? Yeah, you're." And that's the thing: characters acting stupid. Tyrion coming up with dumb plans like kidnap the Night King. Will reason with Cersei, which yeah. fails every time. Yeah. Varys talking to Jon and out broad daylight in front of other soldiers and Unsullied about he should be king and not Daenerys. Like, I don't know. It's like we had to
2: rush stupid decisions there's just like to the, make them. There's like the whole thing too where uh, Jaime is trying to get to Cersei uh, at the end of the movie, right? And then or uh, er, this is what the hound, whatever the hound is doing, but then that becomes like pointless is the because is like.
1: like- fighting the mountain
2: yeah but it's like before that they were like gonna go oh no, that's what they were, they were gonna go kill it wasn't it was jamie was trying to do it but it was the hound was going to kill was that the hound and aria were going yeah. to kill cersei, cersei. and then the whole place started burning and they're like okay i guess abandon that pointless plan that like <laughs> just got us here now we're gonna kill the mountain and, like, yeah, it's like yeah the another fan service thing yeah. and
0: just the whole like we can talk about endings like I would have been fine. I would have been fine with Daenerys being a mad queen if I felt like that moment was earned. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. foreshadowing is not the same as character building because people say, "Oh, well, she killed her brother." Okay, maybe that was a little like a little psychotic, but then she's like, "Oh, she burned the Tarly br- or like the Tarly, yeah, the Tarly father." But it's like it. every character in the show—that's just a part of the world—is to execute people who disobey you. Like Jon does that. Yeah, and like they just killed off all of her friends around her. I don't know. It just felt so rushed, and also like the Jon Snow being Aegon Targaryen
1: meant absolutely nothing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Like, it was that was such a good point and such a good cliffhanger that they in season left, seven, yeah, that they left it on, and they're like, "Oh man, this is gonna go somewhere," and then just like, no, like they talk about it a little bit. I mean, they go like, "Oh, it means he's the king, or he's mm-hmm. the heir to the Iron Throne," and then they just like don't do anything with it. It forces Doesn't Daenerys to like, like make some decisions,
2: and it, like it, it does like create some conflict. But it's kind of hilarious because I'm pretty sure the main conflict is that John just like wants to sleep with her, and then yeah. she's like concerned about him being the king. And there's are yeah. just like, yeah. It's just yeah. hilarious. just
1: like rule together or something. Yeah, like, I, just, I don't know.
2: Who who can be the I? stronger? I yeah. The
0: five wing seven or what? The, the, the <laughs> yeah. commander or what's the first pers- eight type eight? I don't someone know. Someone can yeah. be the
1: CEO and someone can be the executive. Yeah,
2: vice I president. Just, I don't know. There definitely was a way. Two branch managers. That. <laughs> yeah, and just like co best men, you know, just yeah. like, I don't know, send it. I don't know. But yeah. – Go on. No, no, no. Go ahead. I think you have an interesting point about pointless storyline. Yeah, I was like, you know, at the end of the day, they, they did the best they could, but they also forced it upon themselves. So you know, they're still at fault. The directors are. Um, like yeah, like we've kind of talked the whole time. At the end of the day, you know, they tried to put way too much story and way too much development into too short amount of time, and it just like, it, it, you know, they they got by with what they could, but it led to, um. Led to a lot of things overlooked, uh, like Starbucks cups on tables. And, yeah, and yeah, like a lot of big mistakes. And it just like it led to um, just like a, a total collapse of like what we felt like the the TV show stood for. And I think that was what troubled people the most. Is wow, this isn't really Game of Thrones. It doesn't like feel I, like it doesn't feel Thrones, like Game of Thrones. It. This feels like any other you know battle type TV show.
0: I will also say though, I think there were some parts of I, I liked the first two episodes, and I liked especially episode two when they're waiting for the Army of the Dead and. I you have those like nice it. characters moments, like yeah. and like there's like the Is that when I Podrick, with, with yeah. yeah, and Podrick singing like a high in the hole. Oh, okay, that was okay. Yes. yes, that
2: was a good scene. Jenny, yeah, go ahead, do and the, the whole thing. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, 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 like that was just such a somber moment, and like yes. you feel the fear and the impending like we could die. Yeah, but then like but we then said, not, not genuine, to deliver it. Yeah, nobody yeah, dies. Right. and then nobody
2: <laughs> dies. So I just wanted to segue a little bit into some storylines that went nowhere uh in in the in the whole arc of game of thrones now this is by no means an all-inclusive list but this is just some (laughs) to uh to to get us going you know mind you so first thing gendry's claim to the throne okay yeah (laughs) so let's talk about this this is a seed planted in the first season this homie gendry is like some armor bearer person whatever ned Ned finds out that he is robert baratheon's bastard son and this is a huge foreshadowing while like, like this whole claim to the throne thing should eventually like come back to something like this. Um, and, you know, he had all those, all the other, you know, Stannis and Renly and whatsoever in, uh, in season two. Um, and then Kendry just like takes off on a sailboat. <laughs> or and it's from, gone like, for three yeah. like, seasons. <laughs> yeah. or it's just like gone. He's and, still rowing. Yeah. He's still <laughs> rowing. And then, and then that's why he was able to run back all the way to the wall. And that one yeah. season, he just gains so much cardio. Yeah, from, cause he, cause from he, running.
1: May, but like, that arm day. Arm. That's,
2: right, like, that's right that's right he's such a, bigs arms yeah, he he's just in a really bad. in shape guy surprisingly and but anyways like this could have been a serious major problem and then he comes back in in the later seasons and it's like wow like yeah this is going to be a huge confrontation because realistically he has a very very clear claim to the throne if you're following the, the barathean, barathean dynasty family, yeah. which like i mean we have every reason to believe that that should be like at least a claimed line that has value so that went Went nowhere they didn't address it at all and he went away and just disappeared that was great um another one gilly and child okay so (laughs) samwell is like they just after season four and and after or sorry after episode four of season eight i don't believe you see gilly and her child ever again so this massive thing happened building between sam and like these people and they disappear never saw him again cersei's baby huge uh is is yeah. uh, used as major leverage and like the beginning of of like season eight and like just all these died. things and like and it's just didn't go anywhere that was great um
0: even alaria sand who is like tor- watches so, her daughter die
2: so that's that's on my list alaria sand is currently chained in the basement of and, king's landing yeah, yeah during the siege
1: yeah. yeah i think she got crushed yeah she definitely um, got crushed I mean, but like come on she's, like she was down below even beneath that
2: like 127 oh, hours like yeah on- <laughs> like, yeah oh just saw dude she's got to cut <laughs> off her own leg uh, another one dario naharis okay so uh, this homie is left and well oh, marine it? marine yeah, he's left to like, to like rule first i of can't all, take my boyfriend to western right and uh, this is when jory got friends and everything it was great but yeah this this guy is left also they changed the actors <laughs> yeah the like, fabio looking yeah, guy <laughs> <this is light>. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it was so funny um they just left
1: him there he didn't go anywhere well but maybe that means that he is well, I mean, Bran is king of um, Westeros, but that means he's just like the leader of Marine now. So he's I guess that's not six, a bad gig. He's a cell sword, right? Yeah,
2: definitely not a bad gig. Definitely not. Um, the Night's Watch, why is that needed anymore? Yeah, it's like a big hole in the wall. What do you say? There'll always be a
0: place for bastards and broken things. Yeah,
2: there's yeah. like,
0: we're friends can, with the wildlings. Yeah. There's no more
2: army of the dead. What What's is, the point? What's the point of the Night's Watch? Just
1: tear down that wall, yeah, and <laughs> Mr. Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall
2: and and then the last thing on my list which we kind of addressed was was bran's powers and such um i do Not also want to point out that uh Rickon, i mean <laughs> maybe the best character in all the game of thrones let's see we see him in season one
1: besides shaggy Dog.
2: and then nothing ever until he's used as leverage and, in yeah the battle of the bastards device, yeah. and then just dies so yeah. like great great character development there not think they, shaggy need, dog, not that they yeah. need to develop everyone, but I'm like, I just think like, dude, he was right now, made to die he as a Stark. He's made to die, and he's a Stark. He's he's in the bloodline of the most important family in the arguably, whole show, other than maybe the Targaryens. But like, is in the show, and just is just not there. But everyone else in the family is like highly leveraged. So I think it's a little, you know. Yeah,
0: there's also um, this is for some serious fans. There's a character named Quaithe in season two mm-hmm. who has a, who has like. You don't figure out who she is. She just has a face. Her face is covered with a tiled mask. Mm-hmm. And she gives these prophecies. And then you never see her again yeah. after season three.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently she was supposed to lead Danny down like this huge arc of like the way that she communicates like prophecies to her and like dreams or something. Yeah, I don't know. I... And
0: the prophecies didn't come true either. Like yeah. the, the flaming sword that'll like be plunged into the Night King. The Azorazai prophecy. That's another kind of serious fanning. Also thrown out of the window just for <laughs> subversion. And I don't know it's like if the audience figures out what happens doesn't mean you have to change it just to surprise them like yeah. George R. R. Martin said this himself he says if I set up the show to where like if the butler did it and people online figure out that the butler did it, I can't just change who did it because that changes the whole story yeah. and I feel like they did that for fan service and subversion of expectations and I, I talked about I've said a lot about subverting expectations but it's just so frustrating
1: when they do it just to do it
0: yeah just to surprise or just mm. for shock value
2: something else that was really goofy this is just kind of an, a tangent is uh when stannis and melisandra sleep together and then she Ooh. gives birth to a shadow baby never that uses then that. goes and kills renly breath
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ne- <laughs> that was whack it's like that's a secret power that maybe she could use more often yeah know. or
2: or
0: uh what's it Arya never uses the faceless men thing all of season 8 yeah. Which is like her whole character was built over to that.
2: There was the dude that, uh, shoot, what is the group of dudes that the guy who the Lord of Light guy? Oh, the whatever? Brotherhood Without Banners? Yeah, the Brotherhood Without yeah. Banners, which is hilarious, by the way, when they like kill a bunch of people and then the hound is just like, yeah, I'll join you guys. That was sick. <laughs> um, they like fed him chicken and he was like, I'm in. <laughs> like, like, I love chicken. Going, yeah, we're love going cheese. north. <laughs> we're yeah.
0: chickens. And then, we're like, going north just because <laughs> when the dude. <laughs> we're needed but, for
2: plot convenience. Who's the Lord of Light? Sorry, say name. Like? Uh, Right, Barak well. dondarian yeah Barak dondarian so he when he dies it's hilarious because it's like oh i need like a, a a red like priest this person or whatever because that's what he needs like to re- yeah, yeah to be re- and then like melisandre was just like chilling and was just like Doesn't do anything. Nah. later like oh i'm the one person in the whole series that could do anything <laughs> about this and i'm just gonna Thoros of Myr dies too right also can we talk about
0: jamie's ending just like like, he's like i'm gonna throw away everything compelling about my character art of becoming a better person i'm gonna explain to Brienne i'm a hateful person and then go to my wretched wretched sister to die under a bunch of rocks
2: at least they were hugging though when they died (laughs) maybe the power of love the power of love (laughs)
0: all
1: right marty mcfly
0: (laughs) it's just so dumb like what was the point it threw it literally invalidates all of his care one of the most interesting character arcs Mm. of a redemption in the whole show just invalidates all of that just so he can die with mm-hmm. Cersei? See, it'd
2: be yeah. different... Like, if he the, broke
0: up with her. That was a big moment in Season 7 and just... Co-
2: it, it'd be different if the arc... Back. It'd be different if the arc was organized to be like that because that could be even more interesting character development to see a character revert to who they used to be. That can create a very cool arc, but it wasn't... You're right, it wasn't executed like that. It was executed like they again, just controlled Z... yeah, Episode Z'd, 4, yeah. Like, and just went back and it's like, all right, now here he is again. It's like, after Episode 4, they...
0: They, it's like when you play a lecture on two times speed. Yeah. With character moti- realistic character <laughs> motivation. <laughs> motivations like okay, we gotta go here. We gotta go. Daenerys' friends are dying. Okay, she's gotta be crazy. Okay, cool. Uh Jamie's gotta leave for no reason and break up with Brienne and die. Uh okay, Tyrion's gotta do this. John Snow's gotta do this. I don't know. It was just sad. I guess now we've talked about what stunk. I think it's time to maybe rewrite it a little bit. Honestly, I've seen a lot of alternative endings, like I mentioned earlier, that have been better. Um, I'll just run through one really quick. This is from a YouTube channel, Think Story. Um, basically, what he said is um, he kept the same six-episode length, so he he restricted himself to the same expectations the writers had. But what he had happened is that everything up till episode three is the same, and then you have the Long Night Battle, except this time they lose the Battle of Winterfell more people die there's this scene where um basically the same thing happens where there's the battle um the night daenerys and the dragon fight each other the night king falls off and then instead of Arya killing him john and the night king have a little bit of a battle mm-hmm. and they're like swinging swords and then john uses dragon and stabs the night king but guess what it doesn't kill him he's like smacked aside um winterfell's in ruins they use the crypts to escape
1: um, oh, because I was I was gonna wonder if they lose, how do they escape? Because the the White Walkers just come in and then they kill everything and add it to the army.
0: And what and what Bran does is Bran actually uses his warg powers to warg into Viserion to me, to blast um the Night King with dragonfire to allow John to escape. The Night John escapes with Bran. The Night King kills Viserion, and basically our heroes are on the run. Um, and they get to King's Landing. Daenerys's armies is in shatters. You know, it's like Jon Snow Bran, Daenerys and Cersei will let them in with the understanding that Daenerys will bend the knee. So in, in an act of humility, Daenerys bends the knee, they come in and then there's another battle at King's landing with the army of the dead. Um, Euron's fleet is in the bay, but the walkers freeze it and and use it to like come across. Um, so they're all fighting and what they learn in the meantime is Bran actually uses his powers to figure out that, um, Obviously Dragonglass can't kill the Night King, but what can is that do you remember the um heart tree that Bran trained in yes, the big yeah. weirwood tree? Uh, that is the is the like what creates all the magic in the world and if you destroy that tree, it destroys all the magic and like the Night King and everything. But what is the trick thing is is that if they burn that Jon will die because he was resurrected and is being kept alive by, by magic. magic. So it's this huge conflict of like Daenerys and Jon arguing of like Oh wow. Oh, should we do it? Should we not? Um, and at the and at the same time, Daenerys is actually pregnant with Jon's son, and Jon, Woo! being the good soldier, is like, "I will die." You know, I'm okay with it. But Daenerys is a little torn because people will be without their king. So what Daenerys does There's is
1: Daenerys well, without their king, but they bent the knee to Cersei.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it'll it'll get into that. Okay. So Daenerys flies um, Drogon to the Werewolf tree where the Night King is waiting, and they have this battle and what happens is Viserion burns the weirwood tree and also burns Daenerys and the Night King while they're fighting. And since Daenerys is impervious to flames, it starts to melt the Night King and she stabs him in the heart and kills him. John dies, but the entire army of the dead fall. And at and at the same time, um Jamie and Cersei are talking and we figure out that the baby that Cersei had was a lie. That
1: oh, it was it just was a plot. Completely...
0: and and since and since cersei knows that like the north is winning and that daenerys and are winning she's unwilling to give up power and is saying like ordering like the mad king would to execute all the people that are followed daenerys just as a mad grasp for power and jamie has to kill cersei
1: Ooh, that would have been more powerful than what happened
0: exactly and then king's landing is in ruins um but all the people turn to daenerys like in the misa scene and it's like you'll be our king and she's like legitimate and has the son of Jon Snow so it's a legitimate Targaryen heir cut to five years later John or er, Daenerys is in Winterfell which is rebuilt and she's looking at Jon's crypt next to Ned and Lyanna and guess who's with her Jon the Jon Ar- Targaryen their son who's going to be the next king and I thought that was a sweet ending mm. I'm just gonna pretend that's what happened
1: <laughs> yeah that sounds that, good to me that, yeah that's so- that sounds it's brought more, to you by Think Story. <laughs> it sounds more put together than what did happen and would have had maybe a little bit less controversy stirred up online.
0: Yeah, if the writers would have thought of anything creative, you know, any way to use brands' powers,
2: any way to do things differently. I don't know. Like, and
0: I watch all these videos and they're all so good. I'm like, why couldn't it have ended that way?
2: I, I agree. I, I think that in general, I just wish that there were more surprising negative consequences in, in season eight mm-hmm. in general. I think that more people could have died in different ways. Not that that's like glorified or anything, <laughs> yeah. but like um, I think that there was I, maybe I'm remembering wrong. I feel like there was like a huge connection between Bran and the night King that like could have ended up in this really cool arc that brand was the night King. Oh uh, yeah. That was kind of dropped. And it like, I, I feel like that could have been a really cool. It could have been displayed in a really, really cool way um but again like that was yeah just kind of like didn't go anywhere but if i were to have one change one radical change i think it would be cool to have a very huge negative twist like that where bran becomes like the the night Night king King, or always has been the night king it's all that time travel type stuff just time warping working with yeah yeah yeah. it just like ends up that he is the same person um in the same way that we see like hodor like change his like words depending on the situation that affects him like in his past life and stuff and it's just a whole thing
0: Man, well, you heard it here first. That's how it should have ended. Okay. All right, cool. Hey, well, guys, cool. thank you for listening. That was a great uh conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to our again to our Game of Thrones expert consultant, Mr. Jonathan Grabs. No, thank
2: you very much. First thank
0: time you. on the air. You were a natural nah, it's good golf, to be here. So golf clap. Golf everybody, golf clap. If you're listening hey, at all. Hey,
2: you know, you guys are some great hosts, and you know, I appreciate it. And hopefully I could be back on the show someday. Cool.
0: Well, if you again, if you have anything you want us to talk about, please DM us. Um Yeah. Have a good night, guys.